0: Welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, flying solo tonight. And if you're confused as to why I'm here on a Friday, that would be because we are on the cusp of NFL free agency, and we've had some pretty big storylines come out in the past week or two. So I decided, time for a quick little 30-minute, hopefully here, podcast to get you guys, the content you need to get you going for NFL free agency. But first, as you know, we have a couple of things we have to take care of. Number one, and most important, need you to follow Beak Brands, at Beak Brands, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All our posts go through there, and it brings you right to our website, which is number two. All of our content, podcasts, and written content can be found at BeakBrands.com, the website. You can scroll through, find old things that you'd like to look at, new content, it's all there. And number three would be, we are on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, obviously, because how else would you be listening to this right now? And uh, we're going to need you to, to subscribe and follow so that we can, you know, start to grow the audience there so if you like what we're doing here give us a shout out give us a share but it's important that you subscribe and follow so that you don't miss an episode so with that stuff out of the way let's just hop right into it because like i said i'm by myself so no need for the back and forth tonight we're just going to come right at you so a couple of things we're going to start with dak prescott because he got a huge contract, you know, the other day from the Cowboys, which I'm sure you've heard about in case you live under a rock, but it's a 4-year deal, 160 million to stay with the Cowboys, 126 million guaranteed, no trade clause, and they can't they cannot tag him. So it's a true 4-year deal. It averages out to 42 million over the first 3 seasons with 75 million the first season. With a $66 million signing bonus. Alright, so I'm not even going to bore you with a bunch of stats. There's pros and there's cons to this. First, let's look at Dak Prescott. He should kiss his agent. Because I don't know how he pulled this one off. Good for him. Dak Prescott is a good to really good quarterback. Not great. Not elite. And he got money that's in the same ballpark as Patrick Mahomes... God bless him. I don't know how he did it. Have not the slightest clue of how this man who has done nothing in the NFL got a contract like that. So props to Dak Prescott and his agent. For the Cowboys, I actually wrote about this last year. They trapped themselves. And what I mean is they waited too long to sign Dak. Once these other quarterback deals started coming in, the price for Dak just got a little bit higher and a little bit higher every single time until the Chiefs gave Mahomes his contract and he absolutely nuked the quarterback market. So now every quarterback contract from here on out is just going to be ungodly and will cripple the franchise. So that's not good that they trapped themselves. That's number one. Number two is that could have been avoided because obviously if you just paid him when you could should have paid him, you wouldn't have this problem. But now you're paying Dak Mahomes' money and as football players would like to say, or football people, he can't even hold Mahomes' jock. All right? So they're not in the same category here by any means. So bad deal on the Cowboys' end. And to make it worse, salary cap dipped because obviously covid so this is gonna set up the cowboys for failure because they overpay good players with elite level money and that's a problem so you got demarcus lawrence you got amari cooper you got zeke Elliott, you had tyron smith who's obviously fallen off a cliff due to injury all of those dudes at the time of their contract were either like the highest paid or the top five highest paid player at their position. And other than Tyron Smith, who was healthy at the time, none of those guys are actually top five players at their position. And that's where you're going to run into some problems. So now Dak, once again, super, super high paid quarterback, not a top five quarterback, right? Because you'd rather have Mahomes, you'd rather have Rodgers, I mean, you'd still rather have Tom Brady because he just doesn't get old and bad. You'd still rather have Russell Wilson. You'd probably still rather have Josh Allen. You'd still rather have Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? And that's only that's six guys right there. Even if you don't like Josh Allen, you still got five guys ahead of him. And that's not even including guys that are kind of on the fence like Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, like all of those guys you could argue about it better than Dak. So that, that's a problem. And with that cap dip, one of those guys I just named is definitely a goner, either this offseason or next offseason. My bet would be Amari Cooper because he is like grossly, grossly overpaid. It, like, it repulses me and I'm not even a Cowboys fan. So that's the thing about overpaying players. They're doomed, right? Now, let's look at the good thing for the Cowboys here. They easily have the best quarterback in their division, which you need to have. Like, if you want to even sniff the Super Bowl, you have to start by winning your division, and that starts with having the best quarterback in your division. You currently have the Eagles, who are trying to force Jalen Hurts to be the franchise quarterback, and he was pretty good in spurts last year, up and down, for four games or whatever he played. So he's kind of an unknown. Washington doesn't have a quarterback. They just they just rely on defense and running the ball. And then you got the Giants, who I don't think they have a quarterback either. So in terms of your own division, even if Dak Prescott is, you know, whatever, quarterback somewhere 6 through 11 in the NFL, you know, the next closest quarterback in his own division might be quarterback like 25, so you have a like distinct quarterback advantage and that'll be good for the cowboys and they should be favored to win the division i don't know what's going on with the eagles i don't know what's going on with the giants and like i said washington doesn't have a quarterback like yeah taylor Heineke played good in that playoff game but you know was it just you know lightning in a bottle can you rely on him are they going to draft a quarterback Are they going to roll out Kyle Allen? Like, I don't know what they're going to do. So Dallas should be favored, even though Washington's probably the better football team, like top to bottom. Dallas should be favored to win the division. But the problem is, the problem that we've seen with the Packers for all these years, and that would be this, and it's going to happen to the Chiefs too, unfortunately. You're paying your quarterback so much money, you can't pay anybody else. So, you're really out here if you play fantasy football and you're an auction player, your pretty much only strategy to go with now is stars and scrubs. You have like four players that are just straight up cheat codes, and then everyone else on your team, you're just trying to make it work. Right? I mean, look at the Packers all these years after they won the Super Bowl. Who have they had on defense? Everyone complains they don't go out and spend money in free agency, but that's because they don't have any money. Because Aaron Rodgers' cap hit was ungodly all this time, and then you've got to keep Rodgers happy, so you're paying a top-tier receiver, which I don't have a problem with, whether it be, you know, Jordy Nelson in his prime, Devontae Adams right now. But who do the Packers have? I mean, if you look at them right now, you got David Bakhtiari, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Devontae Adams, you got Jair Alexander, and then you have the Smith brothers over there on defense that are kind of underwhelming. And if you look at the Cowboys, they're kind of built the same way. You got Dak, you got Zeke. Now you have better receivers than the Packers do, but you could you remember when the Packers had uh, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, and Randall Cobb? That's pretty much what the Cowboys have with three solid, two really really good receivers and Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb. So, I mean, they could score. That's not the problem. Their defense, though, Jalen Smith is overpaid. Leighton Van Der Esch is never healthy. They don't have any corners that can actually play. I mean, Diggs is solid, but, you know, one year in the league. You got the Marcus Lawrence, who's grossly overpaid. Their best pass rusher last year was Alden Smith, who hasn't played since, like, 2015. So, they're doomed in terms of winning the Super Bowl. Like, it's just not going to happen. So... The people with Dak, he's gonna put up numbers. Like his numbers are gonna be incredible, because the defense is gonna be horrendous. Now they did hire Dan Quinn as their new D coordinator. He should improve the defense. They have like solid players on defense, but they're either never healthy or they underperform. And I don't know whether that has to do with scheming it or, you know, the coaching was bad. Like effort was bad. You know, I don't really know what's going on there. But the Dak deal, good for Dak. Good for the Cowboys in the sense that they're in the news, which Jerry Jones likes. And they are probably the favorite to win the division for the next four seasons. You know, give or take Washington finding like a really, really good quarterback. Or Jalen Hurts turning into like Lamar Jackson. Um, Bad, bad deal for the Cowboys in that they're going to give him all this money. And they're not even going to sniff the Super Bowl. Like, the Rams are still significantly better. The Buccaneers are still significantly better, who we're going to talk about in a second. The Packers are still significantly better. You still have to deal with Russell Wilson if the Seahawks keep him. There's a lot going on in the NFC. The Saints roster is still loaded, even though they don't have a quarterback. So, Cowboys have some problems. But good for Dak. Good for the Cowboys for finally pulling the trigger. But man, did you give this guy way too much money. And it's going to cripple the franchise, I think. They'll win games, but they won't win when it matters. So that kind of leads us to my next thing here. Now that we're talking about the salary cap taking a dip. There are a lot of really, really good players that have been cut. Because teams just don't have the cap space right now. So, just to name a few here, you got Kyle Van Noy, Kyle Rudolph, Buster Screen, Henry Anderson, Jared Cook, Golden Tate, uh, Desmond Trufant, Alex Smith, obviously, the wa- Washington released him. Uh, you know, BJ Finney, Bobby Massey, Carlos Dunlap. Let's see who else we got on this list. Lamarcus Joyner. James Carpenter, solid player. Quan Alexander, overpaid. We'll see him coming off injury. We'll see what he where he goes. Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Zeitler, Robert Robert Alford, Janoris Jenkins, and the Chiefs today just released both of their starting tackles, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. So there's a there's going to be a ton of good players on the free agent market that you can sign for cheap because no one has any cap space right the Chiefs got rid of Fisher and Schwartz they're still negative so they're going to have to do something else and I know there's a lot of Chiefs fans out there freaking out that they think they're going to watch this reenactment of the Super Bowl like listen Brett Veach is not going to let that happen Uh, you don't just cut your two starting tackles without a plan right you're going to have Tardif coming back who opted out you're going to have Niang, your third-round draft pick from last year, who opted out. He'll be back. Austin Ryder, probably gone. Right? So you're going to be missing 60% of your offensive line from last year, but you should be able to bargain shop. And that goes for a lot of other teams that are going to need players. right? Now, people are against paying running backs. I am definitely one of those people because they always fall off a cliff. There are a lot of good free agent running backs out there this season between Aaron Jones, James Connor, Leonard Fournette's a free agent. Let's see, on the fly research here. Who else is a free agent for running backs? Let's see. Cause I'm sure there's I know there was oh Mark Ingram just signed. Phillip Lindsay, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, who sucks, Duke Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Mad Breida. Mike Davis, Carlos Hyde. Now, obviously, these are, you know, Adrian Peterson. So I make sure there's no one else notable on this list. Le'Veon Bell, he looks like he's shot. Um, Jamal Williams, another Packers player. Right, so there are plenty of running backs out there that you can sign for cheap. And I think I, I want to highlight running backs because a lot of teams are going more towards the committee there. And with all... You know that running back is the least important position in terms of like paying them what their value is. So I think there's going to be a lot of running backs as well as other positions that signed for cheap, right? I mean, now you're getting guys that are good players, contributors last year, getting hacked from their team left and right. And we know they still have plenty of gas in the tank to play. It's just who has the money to pay them. And the answer is if you're not the Jets or the Jaguars or maybe the Browns, like you don't really have any money to give them. So they're going to go somewhere, and you're, I think you're going to see a lot of short-term deals that are not worth a lot of money so that maybe these guys can cash in again next year or the year after that. I think a lot of teams, you're going to see guys like try to team up, kind of like basketball, where it's like, hey, if we all go flood a certain team, and we all sign for close to the vet minimum or cheap, like we could almost create a one-year super team and then hop out of here and get paid. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happens. Now, the NFL, there are a lot more rivalries, so is that as likely as I'm making it seem? Probably not. But if that were to happen, would I be surprised? No, I would not be. I would not be surprised the slightest bit. Another team that has cap space would be the Indianapolis Colts. If I'm an AFC team, that's who I'm worried about. Cause they were good already. And if Carson Wentz can even like half figure it out and they sign a bunch of dudes that are impact players, AFC could be in trouble. So I just wanted to throw that out there. If you're a fan of an AFC team. And speaking of AFC teams, the reason I brought up the Colts with their cap space is because I wanted to wrap it back around to Dak. And you're probably saying, well, what does Dak have to do with AFC teams and their cap space? And I'll tell you what he has to do with it. And that would be, he created a ripple effect, or the Cowboys created a ripple effect. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are young in the AFC that are going to be due to get paid soon. So in no particular order right you got Josh Allen he's going to need to be paid you got Lamar Jackson he's going to need to be paid you probably if Herbert plays the way he does in two two or three years from now he's going to need to be paid if Joe Burrow rebounds from injury he's going to need to be paid Trevor Lawrence they didn't even draft him yet but if he's half as good as they say he's going to be in 3 or 4 years he's going to need to be paid Derek Carr might be up for a new contract soon. And when you look at other players, he is, like, seriously undervalued, Derek Carr, right? Baker Mayfield, he might need to be paid. So you're looking at a ton of dudes just in the AFC alone that are going to need to be paid. And that's why, as a Chiefs fan, I'm happy we got the Mahomes thing done as soon as we did. Because now that Dak Prescott, who is, like, I want to say in not upper tier, but, like, A, you know, he's like I said before, he's good but not great. And he could range anywhere from good to really good. Great sometimes, but not often. If his AAV, his, you know, average annual value, is close to Mahomes, these other AFC teams, most notably like the Bills and the Ravens, probably want to kill Jerry Jones because they just made the market for quarterbacks. So much more expensive than it already was. And we've seen when you pay your quarterback a lot of money, no matter how good he is, you cripple the rest of the team. So that's why I said it was important to note the Colts had cap space. They have cap space, and they have Carson Wentz at a reasonable number. So if Carson Wentz can figure it out, the Colts are really set up to dominate definitely the AFC South. But we could see, you know, Colts Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, you know, five times in the next eight years, if Carson Wentz can get his act together. Because you know Buffalo right now has a ton of good players around Josh Allen. You pay Josh Allen, you're gonna lose a lot of those guys. The Baltimore Ravens, every if if it seems like every position on their entire team, they have all pros everywhere. And you're gonna think if they go all in on Lamar Jackson which I'm still not sure I would do yet. They're going to lose a lot of those guys. Now you're probably saying why would you not go all in on Lamar Jackson? Like he's proven at this point I don't think he can win in the playoffs consistently because he cannot throw the ball more than 10 yards. And that's just you can't win in the playoffs doing that in 2021 and beyond. But like I said with the the Cowboys, you're trapped with Lamar Jackson. Cuz if you don't pay him, you risk not finding a quarterback for quite some time, and if you do pay him, you're gonna have to hemorrhage so much talent that you're not gonna be as good, and you're gonna be trapped in like that eight and eight to like eleven and five territory. Get to the first or second round, and then just get mollywopped by the Chiefs, the Colts, Buffalo. You know, potentially the Chargers if they ever get back in, whatever. So, just wanted to throw that out there how the DAC thing ties back to these AFC teams with young quarterbacks. All right, so the last thing I wanted to kind of hit on tonight, or in your case, you know, Friday morning, was the franchise tag. So I just want to go one by one. We'll do speed analysis here. Maybe, you know, one or two minutes a player, and then we'll get out of here. So, uh, number one, I'm just going to go in order. The Saints tagged. Marcus Williams, he was really good last year. He ranked sixth according to Pro Football Focus. He's got 13 picks in 60 games. The Saints had to do something to keep some of their talents around because they were, like, well over the cap space. Now, they had a couple of guys that they could have put the franchise tag on, but I guess Williams is the most logical choice because I guess they might be able to actually re-sign him after the tag. So that was a good keep for the Saints there. Moving on, uh, Justin Simmons got the tag from Denver. That really made me upset uh, because I think he's the best safety in the league. And if he's not number one, he's number two or number three. So I was kind of hoping he would get out of the division. Obviously, being a Chiefs fan, he plays in the AFC West, and he's very good. Um, Unfortunately, that will not happen for me, but for the Broncos, definitely a good keep. You know, 96 tackles, five interceptions, and nine passes defended for Denver last year. And he was, like, hands down the best player on their defense. He's played every defensive snap for the Broncos for three straight seasons. And they're going to get him for $11 million? That's a bargain right there. So that was good. Uh, Taylor Moten actually got the franchise tag from Carolina. Sneaky, sneaky good player right here. Um, He'll make about for the tackle there just a little bit over $14 million on the tag. That's a bargain for a tackle because tackles make close to like edge rush money, if not more than that. So that's a really good deal for the Panthers. Marcus May, the Jets didn't really have a choice because once you traded Jamal Adams, you had to keep this guy. And it doesn't really sound like he loves being there either. But maybe, you know, new coaching staff, new front office that took over last year, they kind of changed the culture. They're able to convince him to stay. Jets have plenty of money. They'll be able to pay this guy. So, And he's a good player, right? He's a good player. He's not amazing, but he's like well above average at a lot of things. He can kind of play corner. He can kind of play strong safety. He can definitely play free free safety. So he's a versatile defender. That was a good keep for them. Uh, Leonard Williams, if you would have told me this guy would have got the franchise tag two years ago or a year and a half ago, I would have laughed at you. But since he landed with the Giants, he's been like really good for them. Now here's a here's a player that the Giants, I keep using the term trapped. They're trapped with this guy. Because if you pay him what he thinks he's worth on the quarterback market, you screwed yourself because he's not good like that, right? He has to prove it to me. If you don't pay him and you lose him and he stays just at the production he's at, you look foolish because pass rushers don't grow on trees and he's an interior rusher. So, and he played really good last year. Like, really, really good for the Giants. So, I guess that's a tag and we'll see what happens thing there. Uh, For Washington... They tag Brandon Scherf for the second straight year, no brainer. He's one of the best guards in football. He does get injured a decent amount, but he only allowed three sacks last year. The dude's a beast. Washington needs him to run the ball, and they got to protect whoever the next quarterback is. And in my opinion, you can't overpay for like really good premier offensive linemen. Like whatever you got to pay him, you just got to do it. So if the, Red, uh, the Redskins, I, keep, I still have it. If Washington <laughs> wants to tag this guy, I'm all for it. We got a few more here. Chris Godwin, this was moronic. Uh, don't know what you're doing. I, I, I get it. You're trying to run it back to win the Super Bowl. The tag should have went on Shaq Barrett. You can't tell me any differently. You don't need Chris Godwin because you know Antonio Brown's going to come back on the cheap and he's the best player on your team in terms of receivers. You know Mike Evans isn't going anywhere. Plus, Tom Brady doesn't actually throw the ball to his receivers, so you don't even need him. That's why the Patriots never got him, because why would you invest in receivers when Brady doesn't use them? Horrendous. Now, the only way this doesn't come back to bite him in the rear end is if they win the Super Bowl again, which I guess is actually possible. But uh, no, I'm out on this one. The tag should have went on Shaq Barrett. That was idiotic. They're just trying to keep Tom Brady happy. Jacksonville Jaguars tagged Cam Robinson. Like I said, linemen, if they're good, you just got to keep them. And they got to protect Trevor Lawrence, who will be on their team shortly. So don't mind that. And then lastly, Allen Robinson. I actually thought he was going to hit the market, but they tagged him like right before the deadline. This guy needs a quarterback. I feel so bad for this guy. He went from playing with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville to playing with Mitch Trubisky, Slash Nick Foles. Slash whoever else the Bears are rolling out there. You know, year after year. He needs a quarterback. He's a candidate to actually be like a tag and trade. Which I feel like you don't really see that often in football. It's possible. But like I said before, with teams that have no cap space, it's going to be tough to trade assets for someone and then give them a ton of guaranteed money when you can just go out and just pay Kenny Galladay who I don't think is as good as Allen Robinson, but he's close. And he does. he's not going to cost you draft picks. So that's just one thing to look out there with him. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a target monster still, and you can't let good players walk for nothing, like the Lions letting Kenny Galladay go is just idiotic. But good keep for the Bears if he actually stays. Hopefully they can re-sign him. But all right. Let me give you a little schedule breakdown. If you stayed with me this long, clearly you're a loyal listener. So, Monday's Baseball Podcast with Keith. We're currently in the middle of divisional previews. We are starting the National League soon. Very exciting. Actually, this Saturday coming up, March, what is that, 13th, 12th, 13th, we'll be starting the National League. That's number one. Number two, if you're a hockey guy, every Thursday... Speak to the Beak with Joe Wilson, friend of the show. He's a good dude, knows his hockey. We have a lot of stuff going on there between stuff for diehards, casuals, nonsense questions, serious hockey topics. We give you betting picks. We got it all covered there. And the same goes for baseball. We give you betting picks for baseball as well. Cy Young MVP. Can't go wrong. So if you just want to listen just for the betting, we got you covered there. And then obviously we'll be revamping here with the football talk. Free agency is crazy. We'll try to keep up with it all. It seems like the second you know you record a podcast, the information is like outdated almost immediately. But that's what we got going on. So like I said at the top of the show here, one, follow at Beak Brands on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's super important. Helps get our content out there. If you want to interact with me through the post, you can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. Number two, check out the website, BeakBrands.com. You got our podcast and our written content there as well. And number three would be subscribe and follow on Apple and Spotify. Definitely show your support. Help a guy out. If you only like the hockey pods, don't worry. If you only like the baseball pods, don't worry. If you're a football guy, we got you covered. Hopefully, we'll be out here soon with some soccer, with some basketball, potentially some other fun items to go over. But we're going to get into those slowly as we go. So help us out. Speak to the Beak Podcast, Apple and Spotify. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm out of here.